Um, welcome to the Andre and Thomas podcast. Today is October 10th, 2020, and there is no Thomas this week. I guess he's very busy this week or so over this weekend. So I'm going in solo. Like Vince McMahon said, the show must go on. Uh, for this week's podcast, uh, I wanted to do something different. Y'all definitely let me know in person, text me, whatever, if you know my number. Uh, write me on Facebook or whatever. Any way you can get a hold of me if y'all like this kind of idea. Uh, I want to talk about what is called the Waco Sags. So basically, back in 1993, uh, the law enforcement of Texas was called to a compound that belonged to a religious group known as the Branch Divinigans. I'm most likely messing up them names. It don't matter. Uh, this was carried out by Amer- by American federal, Texas state law enforcement and the U.S. military between February 28th to April 19th. That's a long. That's 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 a while. That's that's oof. That that was a very long time that they did this. It was actually 51 days, if I'm not mistaken. 51 days that uh. It's, yeah, it was 51 days. So basically what happened is this group was led by David Karash, who used to be a magician. Then he got religious with this group. Uh, they have their own history. Uh, whenever I'm talking about this stuff right here, you can always fact check. YouTube has plenty of people that talked about this before. Uh, Netflix has a show... Uh, talking about it, uh, showing it, showing it, um, called Waco. It's on Netflix, so it's like ten episodes or something, ten or eight, eight to ten episodes, something like that, that you can watch. They did a really good job to try to stay as accurate as possible. Of course, changing some things, some narratives, but the whole thing is very controversial because they were called out there because they had a attempt to serve a search and arrest warrants by the FTF the ATF, my fault, ATF ATF that rumors that they were abusing children in there, some gun rumors etc, etc, but what ended up happening is there's a bunch of stuff that ended up happening um, let's talk about this though so basically with rumors having around that um, some stuff was happening, the ATF tried to deliver a the search and warrant thing, the sort, the search and, and the search, the search the property basically. I don't know why I'm stuttering badly, but whatever. The search the property or whatever, and that didn't really go as well. Uh, a gunfight did happen between the ATF and. The British Davidians, which basically, for different sides of the story, one story says, basically one story said that they felt like, um, from two different sides, depending on the people, because I believe there's only four survivors left doing this uh, now from that, outside of probably retired ATFs, FBI, etc., people who was actually involved with it, and I highly doubt they'll talk about it. Which is fine, of course. Save your identity. You know, ain't no point of bringing back up the past. 
that's what I'm doing right now. So, from one side, they said that the ATF shot first, shot their guns first, and that's what started the gunfight. The ATF said that it was the branch civilians that shot first and started the gunfight. When you look at the show, there's thousands of, I mean, they had like, what, two, three different possibilities. They had it where some people went around back and there was some uh, dogs back there and they shot the dogs thinking that somebody from inside the compound shot at the ATF. That will start the gunfight. No one actually really knows, and I highly doubt anybody would actually tell the truth. I mean, it's been 27 years, so if we ain't getting the truth by now, you're definitely not getting it. I mean, if we haven't gotten the truth then, you're definitely not getting it now. With that being said, the gunfight happened. Um, four government agents were killed, and six Dividendians were also was killed in this. Eventually, the FBI took over. And with the FBI taking over, uh, man, it was a little crazy. The they they basically refused to leave the compound. They didn't feel like they was doing anything wrong. They're just messing with them and stuff like that. So when they left, so they were trying to like talk it out with David and. Like, they got the guy to come out there to talk with them and go, they go back and forth or whatever, you know, just never, uh-uh, it just never worked out. I don't, that's, that was the crazy part. They show that in the show, you know, the, like stuff is going good, but then it gets trailed back and it's like back and forth, you know, give us something, we'll give you something back type stuff, you know. Um, let's really talk about the Branch Davidians. I really don't know, like, I real I know a little bit about them. But I don't really know, like, the deep details of how they got started. I just know that eventually people came to the compound, listened to David preach. He used to he used to preach to him, talk about, and they sound he sounded so good that everybody just assumed that like, everybody just believed in his word. So they uh people were coming through uh, from all all over. Apparently, it was all over different places or so. They listen to his teaching. They believe in his message. And they just end up staying there. You know. They had. Like I said. Males was there. Females were there. Kids were there. I guess pregnant women was there. Uh, one of the things about that. Is that. Um, they were saying that David was basically. Having sex with. All the women. Majority of the women. He probably has about five. Six kids or whatever. And that rubbed probably some of the guys. The wrong way. Uh, they showed that in the show that one of the guys who was really faithful to him and his wife is pregnant by David. And they was like, no, nah, this is not your child. This is my child or whatever, you know, kind of like an arrogant part. But, you know, we, 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 we all know that side because we wasn't like we are outside looking in, you know, and David and that guy, they're both no longer with us. So we can't ask what really happened. And probably then he wouldn't tell us. Uh, Steve Snyder, my fault. Steve Snyder is his name. And Wayne Martin was also one of the lead figures for them for the group. So to find out the real truth, we, unless people who was actually that close with David and, and Steven, we don't know how that relationship really, uh, how that relationship really is, you know. It sucks. And like I said, I don't think the FBI or the ATF 
uh, figures back then who was leading that. I'm, I highly doubt they will come out and just make and write a real book or interview what happened back then. Because, you know, that's not what normally happens. Like, even me talking about it right now, because I just, like, it was earlier this year that I watched it for the first time and got deep deep searching for stuff, you know, looking at information, getting both sides of the story, make sure I'm not leaving in the dark with anything. So the fact that, uh, so even then, I still don't, you know, Netflix got their own way of doing stuff. You know, they look, they try to look at both sides best they can, the producers, uh, writers, whoever, put their hands on it, you know, to do the best they can with this. But yeah, outside of that, uh, the rumors from David Karash, Karush, I, I call him David because I, I suck at his last name. So thing is with him is that, uh, you know, probably had a couple wives in there. Um, they, I don't understand. Like they was just, it was just a big old compound that they just stayed in. Like, you know, people didn't do anything. They stayed there. They lived there. Ate there, drink water there. They did whatever, and they just—it's a small compound. So people are like leaving their families and stuff, coming there, believed in whatever he was preaching to them. You know, whatever makes them feel like they can stay there, and they stayed. You know, um, from they. So the crazy part, I think, one of the biggest things that made this story so big is that. Uh, I have to tie this into a different story. I have to tie this into a different scenario, which was the Ruby Ridge. If I don't know if you guys heard about that one either. So Ruby Ridge was also a 11-day standout, pretty much, that happened in Idaho. And this was about 1992. So the USMS, United States Marshal Services, uh... They want to arrest Randy Reva under a bench warrant after his failure to appear on firearms charges. What if I heard about this one was like he never got the um, supposedly supposedly he never got the uh, warrant. He never got any of that. No one came to his house to deliver the papers to him, so he never knew he was to go to court. So with that being said, they you know now he has uh not going three times to court for his appearance or whatever. So now they're like, okay, now he's warned, wanted for an arrest or whatever. So with this, so the problem is with this is that um uh stuff got out of control. Uh, snipers were told to shoot. Cause it was to shoot older men. If they look older, not one of the kids, because I believe it was three kids there. None of the kids, just older men. So that's Randy Reva and I think one of his buddies. Not too for sure in that name. To shoot them. What ended up happening is a sniper thought he had a, had a clean shot. No, what happened was, I'm sorry. I'm looking at it right now. My fault, my fault. Uh, the Weaver's dog got shot at in a result of a shootout, and Randy Reaver's wife Vicky was also killed by an FBI sniper. And while that was happening, they're on top of that. Um, they're trying to lure out his wife with the kids 
just because they just want Randy. They try to uh, weave her out. Tell me, oh, don't you want to have a nice breakfast with pancakes with your kids or whatever, all that. Lily did they not know that the wife was already killed and, and was already dead. So that made the situation really worse. Weaver did find Randy Reva did finally um, surrender, and I believe he's still alive. He is still alive to this day. Him, and I want to say one of his daughters are also still alive, which is good. But I, like I said, I didn't want to bring that up. But this happened. Uh, but the Waco situation happened twelve months after that. Uh, yeah, twelve months. Uh, twelve months. Twelve months after that. So with that happening. So with the drama from from the stuff happening there and what's going on now, they're like, you don't want to have a part two of the Ruby Ridge situation, you know, because that was a horrible black day for America already. And now we got this going on right now. And this is going to make this day even worse. I mean, it's going to make this even worse because this is bigger. With So with that being said, um, all eyes is pretty much on basically the FBI. So the FBI... So the thing was, they cut off electricity for the compound, making it impossible for them to call out to people, make calls, um, basically trying to lure them out because it, it was 51 days. So within that 51 days, they got real desperate. They So whenever they went on TV to tell the truth, they went on TV to say anything, they're like, oh, you know, there's nothing really going on over there and... That night, they're playing loud, annoying music every night just to try to get people out of the compound, you know. They did show it on Netflix that David was kicking people out also. Certain people, he didn't trust it no more or something. He kicked them out. Whether that's true or not, like I said, I have no clue unless somebody real close was there watching it all, which I have no clue at all. Zero was zero percent. So you got to take that with a grain of salt. So... 51 days, so on day 51, this is something major that happens. So on day 51, they, the FBI launched an assault with tear gas. They tear gas the, camp, the compound. Now, this is where the controversial starts. So with the tear gas, they toss it in there. So that's like, you know what? Well, toss in the tear gas and people are just going to come out and we can get them like that about that see apparently they had like a little bunker supposedly and whether that's true or not who knows they had a little bunker where they can all hide in gas mask for the adults but none for children this is all from netflix so don't quote me on none of this stuff this is from them this is what they said so the tear gas eventually took the lives of people they got trapped from the tanks that were pushing in the tear gas and things like that. And a fire started. Well, here's a problem with the fire starting. There are several different account there's several different stories based off the fire account. Some people believe it was from the tear gas that was thrown in there by the FBI that started the fire. I, someone else believed that um the uh the compound people inside were starting the fires themselves at the same time so i mean at the same time in different spots of the compound to burn it down whether or not we whether or not any of that's true like i said like, like i've been saying 
ain't nobody coming out to say what really happened. In their personal mind, they just thinking they're in the right. So whether or not that actually happened, we I, we still don't know. We we do not know. Uh, so basically, seventy six of the compound people died. David Koresh also. The, the crazy story about him is that um, we don't know how he died. They know Netflix was like Steven Steve Snyder might have shot David himself along with killing himself, but there is no we don't have concrete evidence of that, so we don't really know. So there's potential they killed a. He went ahead and killed them both. Maybe David committed suicide and killed him his own self. We we don't know. We 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 would never know. We would, that would never be told. So that's just that's that was just everything. It's just a lot. For that reason, right there, that uh, that whole Waco situation is is really bad. Like I said, if you want to know more about it, Netflix got the TV. I got a sh- series off of it. YouTube is also a great place to find out information. There's uh, what they got right, what they got wrong, lies they told about it, lies they was true, etc., etc. I'm just a guy looking out, looking on the outside, looking in, trying to inform myself about certain things that happened, you know. Uh, so the, uh, the Waco and the Ruby Ridge scenarios... Both of that end up leading to the Timothy McVeigh, Oklahoma City, uh, the Oklahoma City bombing that ended up happening. Uh, That's another thing. Uh, Basically, uh, Netflix had a show, like had a series about Timothy McVeigh and why, what led up to him doing the bombing in Oklahoma City and Waco in the Ruby Ridge scenario. Both of those pretty much push him over the edge and yeah that's basically about it uh i noticed another guy that was in there i forgot the guy's name but he basically separated himself away from the whole waco situation at all so technically he's a survivor but he only came he didn't he wasn't there from the very, like the very very beginning he came a little later but i guess over the years when they talked about it or so he keep he pushed himself away from that uh like I said, if you Google Google some of this stuff, you know, some of these guys, some of these people that was probably around for that, most likely alive. Some probably will talk about it, but the ones we really want to know, we're we're not gonna know everything, you know. They said David was a cult leader. He most likely was, most likely not. We don't know. These are just rumors, you know. We don't really spread. I don't like spreading rumors like that. Especially of a dead man who can't defend himself. So unless somebody that was still alive right now that was super close to what's what everything happened from from all that time they was there all the way up until the very last day, unless to the day unless to the time they escaped, we ain't gonna never know the full picture. But that's about it. This is a very short version. I mean, very short podcast. I wasn't trying to do it too long. Just thought I just thought about something to put out at least for this weekend. Next weekend. I'm not too for sure what's going to happen yet because I got some stuff going on. Excuse me. But the weekend after that, uh, I believe would be will be uh, uh, NBA edition, like a 
big time NBA edition. So by the time that happened, the NBA Finals should be over. Whether the Lakers or the Heat won, we don't know yet. Uh, tomorrow, which is Sunday, October 11th, is game number six. So I think sometime next, sometime this upcoming week after the finals is over with, not the same day, but the next day, I will most likely do a NBA Finals recap, talk about all, uh, talk about the finals or whatever, and then from there on after that, I think uh, I might start doing uh, thirty uh, thirty day NBA teams update or whatever, basically. Discussing each NBA team, what they should be doing, what they shouldn't be doing, to the best of my abilities, who knows. But I hope y'all enjoy this little short, very, very short podcast, (laughs) and I'll see y'all next week.